0: On today's show, why DIY musicians shouldn't compare themselves to signed musicians.
1: This is 30 Minute Music Marketing. 30 Minute Music Marketing for musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Hello, I'm Greg. Hello, I'm Sheldon. And this is 30 Minute Music Marketing, the show for independent artists and DIY musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Thanks very much for, uh, for listening to this on a podcast, watching it on the YouTube or a Facebook, wherever you consume it. Thanks very much for doing so. We, we really value your views and your listens. Smash the subscribe button. Recommend us to a musician friend of yours so they too can get the same advice that you're getting on a week by week basis. It's a deep dive today, Greg. It is. And um, I work um, as part of my day job for a firm of gig promoters. Indeed. So uh, as part of that, obviously we put on gigs and shows, but we like to keep track of what's going on musically in terms of gigs and shows in the area. But, you know, Keep our finger on the pulse, who's coming to town, what rooms are they playing, sure. that's, that sort of thing. And the, today's Deep Dive comes out as, as part of my sort of general work research for doing that sort of thing. And I often wonder that, because um, obviously I'm a DIY musician myself, how do DIY musicians measure their overall progress? Mm-hmm. How do you chart your, you know, if you were in a job, your boss would invite you in maybe once per year and you'd have like a yearly review and you'd say, right, well, how well have things gone over the past sort of 12 months? Are you reaching your sort of targets? And mm-hmm. you know, how, but as a, as a DIY musician, you, it, that's probably quite difficult. something to do obviously you've got maybe the easiest thing you can do is use your your metrics so if you release a single then you you know how many plays how many streams uh, maybe even occasionally how many digital downloads you get maybe you'd compare that to your last release or last couple of releases so you can see whether your current performance in some way you know holds out is better or worse than your previous ones but what you might also be tempted to do is maybe measure your performance and your play counts and your streams against other acts those other acts may be bands in your local area or it could be maybe act who maybe sound somewhat similar to you and those people might be on maybe small indie labels maybe larger indie labels that sort of thing and today's sort of episode is combines these sort of two things because as part of my research, I, I noticed there was one particular act. Let's, for the, for the sake of anonymity, we will just call them Artist X. And, and Artist X was, was touring nationally. And I couldn't help but notice that the last time they played the local city, which was Manchester, they played a two and a half thousand capacity room. Big room.
0: That, that, that is a big room. Big room. Is I think that Academy One?
1: Uh, it was, was the Academy One, yes. Right, okay. One of the largest... Uh, Rooms in, in in the city uh, near near where we are, mm-hmm. and um, that was two thousand and eighteen. The last time they played,
0: which isn't that long ago. Is not it?
1: long, not that long ago. Couldn't help notice um, that they're now returning to the city again in twenty twenty, and they're playing a much smaller venue.
0: How much smaller?
1: Uh, Three hundred and fifty capacity.
0: <laughs>
1: That's quite a drop, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs>
0: That's literally down. You've literally lost ninety percent of your audience. Ninety percent of your
1: audience. So uh, I thought I to myself, right. So why, in in the two years, why has there been such a such a a, a drop off? Well, the first time round, <coughs> excuse me, this particular artist was signed to one of the major labels. And what happens is, if you are signed to one of the majors, what they do is they will probably throw a lot of money at you in a very short space of time. What will that money get you? Well, the one thing it will do. Well, they'll
0: make an investment in their investment,
1: won't they? Yeah, but they will get you and your music visibility. Yeah. So that means PR, press, awareness in blogs, radio plug into radio, plug into playlist promoters. You are everywhere in a very short space of time. So from that awareness and from that attention, it's quite possible that you will generate, uh, uh, possibly, a large audience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that, so, so in other words, that's why that particular artist, Artist X, was playing that 2,500 capacity room. In the intervening period, that artist is no longer on the major label, he's having to, oh, I said he, could be she, having to release okay music mm. themselves. So that particular artist no longer has the money for that same... Well they
0: just don't have the resources. In some ways though you could be saying that basically that, that uh, fan support is artificially created.
1: It's artificially created and maybe attracting the wrong sort of fans. The, the, the term I would use Greg is fair weather fans. People who are almost like here today the big thing they're, at this moment They're on the bandwagon,
0: and as the bandwagon continues that way, they continue with it.
1: And as we know... And in, they're in, left
0: at cruise Station. In
1: certain aspects of uh, musical culture, two years is a long period of time. So one day you could be the, you know, the next big thing, but six months down the line, guess what? There's going to be a new next big thing, and six <coughs> months down the line, and, and, <coughs> and so on and so forth. So a, a lot of these people who are you know, inhabiting these, these large two and a half thousand capacity rooms, they're not really your true music fans. They're almost there to see what's happening in terms of current musical... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, basically, I, I want they're to... Following to be,
0: they're following trends.
1: Yes, I was going to say they're, uh, they, they want to be seen, almost to be seen at... The uh, the venue and the, and the concert. It's the latest fashion. The, yes. the latest fashion. It's like so, all so those
0: people who wore croc shoes for ages. And I, I still wear my crocs.
1: <laughs> Only wear them on holiday night. But don't you go, don't <laughs> you go dissing croc users.
0: <sighs> I'm old,
1: Greg. Comfort, you know, comfort but is for king. a while
0: they were really popular and lots of people wore them. Yeah, I, I didn't. Um, and name? now they've moved on. And But you're still there. i st- the brand. I'm
1: still there. You're I'm, the a long t- I'm, a, I'm a true. <laughs> croc fan putting it so so all this money a lot of money thrown at something very very quickly will generate a, a lot of interest initial
0: and, interest i've
1: read articles about this on, on why this it's almost like this hot house, these greenhouse conditions it happens very very quickly and if you think about it if you're selling two and a half thousand tickets in a lot of cities across the country it is possible to make Investments uh, make a modest return on that investment over a short period of time. And this article that I read almost posited that it's this was this was almost like a tactic to try and quickly, infl- almost like you know, growing vegetables in greenhouse conditions and you know, like, like factory farming.
0: Is it genetically modified artists?
1: Genetically modified artists, that's a very good way of putting it. And you know and, and they get like a, a modest investment back quickly, and then someone else is almost hyping the next big thing to, to follow that, and they 'll make a quick return out mm-hmm. of that so someone 's making some money back, but if, you know if you're the artist involved long term that might not necessarily be you so if you are a DIY artist who's musically similar and is trying to compare yourself to some of these artists you 're doing yourself a, a real disservice because their audience is artificially created. They, they, not only is it not necessarily on the, the same level, it's not a level playing field, but it, it's, the audience really isn't, it isn't a real, but it, true I suppose music, it, music audience. I
0: suppose it explains why some acts like, have, like, like the Cheeky Girls became really big for a while, because of their, obviously, exposure not like that. Talent show types
1: <laughs> are uh, are very much um, can be compared to even, these sorts of things. Even
0: Mr Blobby had a Christmas number one in he
1: 1993. You mentioned in the 90s, Greg. This I know, is, I know, got, we've, got a, we've got a, yeah, a very but, young audience, Greg. Yeah, but
0: what I'm saying is, is that you know, if you suddenly saw how you know an act like that suddenly gets everywhere and everyone's loving it, to compare yourself to that. You're, yeah, you're saying why,
1: why are they having so much success and I'm yeah. having n- not that level of success. Yeah. You are comparing apples and oranges. So, so really the, the, the takeaway that um, I'm trying to stress to you out there is to, that you, what you've really got to do is put your blinkers on, concentrate solely on your own career, focus on what you're doing, work on growing a fan base that's really into you, and your music and isn't necessarily about a, a scene or a trend because those people aren't necessarily in it for the long term and that's really what, what you've got to do. You, you've got to try and find fans who will stay with you from now and will still be with you in a decade because that's the only way that you're going to have you know, a long term
0: and I suppose, it, I mean, I, I can actually mention this because we were talking about this before. I mean, I saw on one of the forums to do with music and studios and stuff like that, and they were saying that you know, do you need a big expensive studio or any studio uh, to make music? When someone like Billie Eilish mm-hmm. had you know had basically done it all in a bedroom studio, but you came back and said, "All right, she's won Grammys writing in the studio," but you said, "Hang on."
1: What? Well, well, it'll it'll have been mixed by a professional mixing engineer in their studio it'll have been mastered by a mastering engineer in their studio it'll still have been marketed by a major label using all those particular services so so just the recording itself is just one element of a very long chain which is controlled for and paid for by major labels
0: so I mean, in some respects i mean that you should see that as inspiration rather than immediate comparison because as you rightly point out there's so much that hasn't been included In that argument, that was on Facebook.
1: And um, as a final note, (coughs) it's quite quite ironic that at the end of the year, I should be appearing in, my band should be appearing maybe in that big room that that original artist (coughs) is no longer able to fill.
0: That must be soul-destroying to go from that to... Not for me. No, no, not for you. For Artist X.
1: (laughs) So, yes. So, don't go comparing yourself to A other musicians, and B definitely not signed musicians because they re- you really are comparing <coughs> apples and oranges, just focus a lot more very going much on. on what you're doing, creating long term <coughs> fans and um, that'll stand you in a better stead, your mental health will be so much better and uh, yes we're in it for the long term, <coughs> not the short term, you don't, to, you don't want to be like a souffle to rise quickly and then fall back down again
0: so have you got any questions that you would like us to talk about please put them in the comments beneath
1: yes 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 we will uh, we will answer uh, all your uh, your queries and questions regarding music and music marketing.